You got to remove that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to remove that. I think I just might keep Help. that in there. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. This is Carrie Corkins. And I'm here with the special guest, Steve Hayes. <laughs> That's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> did it feel weird for you? It did feel weird for me. <laughs> it was kind of fun, it, though, to be on the other side of yes, the mic, so to speak. Now you get to be on the other side. Ah. So I wanted to spend some time with Steve asking him some questions for a change. That's scary when it's coming from your sister. If you haven't listened to our other podcast, it's actually called Listen. And it's episode 120, April 23rd. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie is actually my sister, and she's been my sister uh, for her whole life. Not my whole life, but for her whole life, which has been a long time, man. My sister is old. You got to remove that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to remove that. I think I just might keep oh, that. In well, there. it won't change my age. <laughs> okay, she's 29 again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to ask me questions. I am going to ask you questions. And why do you want to ask me questions? Because I think it's important for people to hear from you. Okay. And the questions I want to ask you, I think you could provide answers that maybe haven't been as, what's the word? I don't know the word. I went everybody's head about the bird. The bird. The bird is the word. The bird, bird, bird. Everybody's heard about the bird. (laughs) The bird is the word. I don't know that you have answered these questions in in depth before, and I think they're really important questions for for listeners of Happy Life Studios. I believe you because you're not not just my sister. You're actually – you're also a happy lifer. I'm a happy lifer. You do listen to the – to the um, podcast, but you also make my life happier. And Carrie is when I talk a lot in the podcast about people that I call when I when I need help because we can't do this thing alone. And Carrie, you're one of those people that I call, and you always have some great wisdom. So, on my, in my opinion, we're very honored to have you um, at, at Happy Life Studios. So, shoot away, I'll do my best. I appreciate that. So, you're here to help people, right? Yes, that's that's my life theme. You know, it's an acronym. And the acronym stands for what? H stands for healing. I'm here to bring healing. Okay, I'm here to encourage. I'm here to bring laughter. And I'm here to make people ponder. I feel like that's why God has created me. So when you say that you're here to bring healing, what are you referring to? Um, Healing in all sorts of different ways. You know, it shouldn't surprise me that one sentence can change everything. But I know for me it has. That's why I talk a lot about hearing God's voice. Because when I'm in a situation where I don't know what I'm going to do, I'm panicky, I'm scared, and that happens to me. It happens to all of us. And sometimes you listen to somebody 
behind a microphone or on stage and we see them at their best best part of themselves because they're up on the stage but when they leave the stage we realize that they're human beings too i mean we all struggle with fear with anger with we all struggle with the negative emotions and and those go hand in hand with the positive emotions so um all i when i've been in the situations where i don't know what to do and i'm i'm panicking you know or i'm or i'm fearful or i'm discouraged or i'm depressed or i'm whatever um it's amazing when i find out what god thinks about that situation it changes everything and that shouldn't surprise me that one sentence could because God made the worlds with a sentence. He spoke it and there, let there be, you know, and, and words are so powerful. They're so important. That's why a true podcast we did on Indeed and Indeedably. But we talked about the power of words because God created the world with words. And that's what this podcast is about. We want to use words to help bring healing, not necessarily physical healing, um, but I do know that the large portion of the people that are in hospitals are there because of psychosomatic illnesses. In other words, they're illnesses that could have been avoided by the way they live. And a lot of that has to do with our mentality, has to do with our perceptions. And so uh, oftentimes when I'm down, I'll call Tony or I'll call you or I'll call, you know, I've got a handful of people in my life that I call. Um, I call Brad. I call Tim. I call, you know, I talk to my wife. Um, I talk to people because hearing their words um, helps call me, helps heal the angst that I have inside of me. And um, when, when you find out what God thinks about your situation, I know for me, it, it changes everything. It brings me at peace. It might not change a circumstance, but it changes mm-hmm. me inside that I can handle the circumstance more. I can handle the circumstance better. So um, there's so many negative words out there, negative sentences, a lot of anger going on out there. And I, I don't think that helps bring healing to anybody. I think it just helps stir up the pot. It helps right. stir up all that all that ugly junk. And humanity, we got some ugliness to us. There's no doubt about it because we got some beauty to us as well. And the two go hand in hand. You can't have ugly without beauty. You can't have hot without cold. We've talked about that before. So I believe that a positive outlook, um, uh, sometimes a sentence that I will say in a podcast um, a sentence that you will say to your friend when, when you're talking to them changes everything. It changes our perspective and it brings healing to the angst, to the panic, to the pain, to the, to the disheartenment, to the whatever, to the emotional soul. And so, you know, I've prayed with people before and, and saw them healed. You know, mm-hmm. I just prayed with your, your husband last night who was really struggling. And I prayed with him all of a sudden. He's like, I feel better all of a sudden, you know, and, um, so I've seen physical healing. I've prayed for people and seen that happen. I hope that doesn't freak out our happy lifers too much. But God is real and he's for real. And he talks about praying for each other and, and we can see healings happen. But a lot of the healing that I bring, um, that I think that God uses me to bring to people, has to do with the healing of the emotions, the healing of the heart, okay. you know, a healing of the mind, a change of way that we think. Right. And all of a sudden it gives us, and isn't that what coaches do? I mean, well, I used to watch Biggest Loser. I love that whole thing you know mm-hmm. but when people don't want to do it anymore or, or to start your diet or to start working out or whatever you oftentimes you go to the gym and we hire a coach to help us talk us through like don't you quit don't you give up you can do right. this thing and I think I don't know if that's what you're asking but that's kind of a lot of ways that I like to bring healing is through maybe we just need someone outside of our forest to help us see the way a little bit to get into that clearing where we can be at peace inside of our minds inside of our hearts So I know that you have shared with me before that you really have a heart for pastors. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, I've been one. 
you know, you and I were pastor's kids, mm -hmm. you know, and, and our, our brother Rod was there too. And we all grew up differently with, you know, I went one way, you know, Rod went the other way. You were kind of in between the two, right? you know, um, at, pastor's kids always have, have won my heart because mm -hmm. I've been in, in camps where, in Bible camps, you know, or I used to travel for our college and, and we would counsel sometimes 10 weeks of the summer, we would be at a camp in substandard conditions really but it was worth it all because when i when that kid would come to me and a pastor's kid particularly i've had so many of them come to me whose whose dads were pastors of some of these really large churches i mean where everyone around knew their name you know right and then i've been with some pastors kids who who's no one really knew who their pastors who, who their who their dads were right or their moms were or whatever but sometimes all it took was for me to look them in the eye and say i get it i'm sorry and they would just break down. I mean, I remember holding some of these kids for for close to an hour sometimes while wow. they just sat and wept in my arms. Right. And I just, I just bawled. I just, I could feel the hurt. I could feel their pain. And it's not easy to be a pastor today. It's not easy to be a shepherd today. I mean, mm -hmm. where I come from, the Northwest, I mean, years ago, we used to be 93% unchurched. And, and then years later, we were 95% unchurched. I hadn't even checked in the last year or two to see where we're even at. But it's, it's like, if people don't come to the church, then if that's your full time, I've got a lot of friends who are struggling really hard to keep the doors of their church open. Right, right. Uh, they're struggling really hard to keep food on their table. I mean, some of these pastors, you remember why they got into it. They got into it because they wanted to help people. Right. You know? And um, they've never had the accolades. They've never had, but they've always done their best to obey God. And they have these great hearts because they want to help people. They want to help. They want to help their city. Um, and so they started with these great things. But then this whole thing came over called ministry. And man, ministry can be a seductive, scary monster, man. It can be a slippery slope. It can be. You start comparing yourself with other ministries because yours is going and mm -hmm. you're struggling. Whenever I struggle putting, you know, even with what I'm doing now, at times I struggle with putting bread on the table and it's right. real easy to look at other people that are doing it. What am I doing wrong? And so then we try to copy that church because that church has this many people and, and then we don't get the results that we want to get. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the Bible that did what God told them to do and they were never successful in the eyes of the people around them. But we know they're successful because we know the rest of the story. We were able to read the history of their life. And the story's not done for a lot of people yet. But in America, we see everything as success and, and driven. We're performance-based. We're consumer-based society. So we tend to compare ourselves to other people. And, and, and we tend to measure ourselves by how successful we are. But um, even Jesus himself wasn't that successful in America's standards. Right. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot of followers. He had moments where he had thousands of people there, and then where were they next? One time, I remember, he had bunches of people there, thousands of people there, and, and he, he made a statement to, to the crowd, and then they all left him. And he turned around to his 12 followers. We call them disciples now, but there are 12 followers. And he had 12 followers. That was it, right? 12 followers. And he said to them, are you going to leave me too? So, you know, I've been a pastor a long time, and we saw the pain that our dad went through mm -hmm. being a pastor. Mm -hmm. Whenever you want to help somebody, you open yourself up for pain. But whenever you want to love somebody, you know, you almost want to tell your kids, you know, don't get married. Don't find a boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, because we know what that's going to do. We know the pain that's going to hurt. And I right. remember when Jordan would come walking through the door and... You know, you're just bawling for, you know, all that time. What do you do except you hold him, you know? So whenever you decide to love somebody, pain's going to get involved because you can't have, 
one without the other. Right. They, they, they go together like dark and light go together. And so I just have a lot of friends that are pastors that try so hard and yet get so little according to what we would see in return. But in heaven, the return is great. And sometimes we forget that. So what are you doing yeah, I know you have a special heart for the pastors. Are there are there things that Happy Life is doing to reach those pastors? You know, that's a great question. As of right now, I would say just for those that listen, you know, if they listen, then they can get encouraged and and stuff like that. But um, I know that I've had this burden in in the in the in the back of my heart that is I've wanted to start a podcast for those that are involved in ministry, as we call it today in, in, in the church. Uh, they're involved, they're pastors or they're involved in the ministry. I know how tough it can be. I've been there. You know, I've been there for 30-some years now. I've been doing this thing uh, longer than that. Um, and, uh, and so I want to I start a podcast on, on that, on leadership, on, on those that are involved in the ministry, on, to help people. Because I know for me, there was a couple people that my wife and I would always go to when we were first started out and, and but even before we were married uh and she was helping me out but there's a couple that we'd always go to and we would just vent to them and they would always speak life and encouragement into us and they you know to encourage somebody means to pour courage into them and they would encourage us to pour courage into us and we were ready to go back out there and hit it and i think oftentimes it's not the heart of the pastor that's messed up but we tend to think that's wrong or we're doing something wrong i just think in a lot of ways we're kind of set up for failure. I think in a lot of ways, the structure is a broken system and we've bought into this thing and think this is how it's supposed to be done. But um, I don't see anywhere in the Bible that says we're supposed to do it the way we're doing it. You know, we've made this whole thing, what a pastor is supposed to look like. But if you look up the word pastor in the Bible, it's only mentioned a couple times in the Bible. And it simply means to shepherd somebody, to be a shepherd. And, uh, you know, however, in our modern culture, pastoring is we've made it this great big thing when it's really simply we're supposed to shepherd people but you don't always get paid to shepherd people you know tell me more about you you said that you don't think this is the way we're supposed to be doing things tell me more about that well if we whenever you want to find out how something how why something exists you go to the original okay you know and god never set up a ministry situation he created mankind. He created Adam and Eve, and he walked with them in the garden. Okay. When Jesus shows up thousands of years later, he didn't set up a church system. He didn't set up, okay, come, and we're going to do a service every week for you. He found 12 guys, that, and he said, follow me, and they followed him. Mm-hmm. If they don't follow him, he can't help them, right? Right. But they just walked together. They joked around together. They farted and burped together. They <laughs> they walked through the fields and grabbed the grain and sat on the hillside and, and talked together. In fact, the Sermon on the Mount, where thousands of people showed up to listen to him, if you read the scripture there, it can also be translated that he took his disciples up the mountainside to teach him. And all these people followed. It was about shepherding people. It was about loving people. It was about just pouring your life into people. I think, you know, how I help a lot of pastors out, I do it a lot, a lot of it personally. You know, whenever I go somewhere to speak at a church, this is why we're doing roundtables, uh, because roundtables are my favorite part of when I show up. You know, I'm amazed at, I'll go to church and speak, but I'll, I'm amazed at the pastors who open up to me in the kitchen afterwards mm-hmm. or we're at the restaurant and they open up to me and I'm thinking you barely know me but they don't have anyone to talk to about right. this stuff you right. know and sometimes just we got to go through this thing together and my favorite thing is to to listen to them and find out what how the hurt how they're feeling because you know I've got a guy that I actually coach with happy life and his church pays me for me to coach him and 
he's told me several times, I would have left the ministry if it wasn't for you, Steve. And every time I call you, I'm just ready to quit. And he's in a tough spot right now. He says, but every time after talking to you, I'm just ready to keep going. And that's how I help pastors out. That's how I help leaders out. Sometimes they need somebody to talk to and to listen to. And sometimes, oftentimes in that mix, they just need to come at it from a different angle. They have to see it from a little bit of a different angle. This thing was never meant to be complicated. Religion makes it complicated, mm-hmm. right? Um, even this thing that we call ministry today makes it complicated, but it's really not that complicated. God, what are you saying? Let's do that. I had one guy, you know, they're going to get ready to lose their building because they couldn't afford the building. And I called him up to encourage him. Are you doing okay? He says, actually I am, Stevie, because he says, everything about ministry has been a blast. They brought us down all the time, and I loved ministering to the people. It was such a cool group of people, such a, a cool body of believers. But he said, our only frustrations had to do with that building. Always worried about that building. Always worried about filling up the seats in that building so we could pay for the building, so we mm-hmm. could pay for our salary, so we could do, you know. He says, but now with that building out of the way, we can brainstorm. And that's the whole ponder thing. You know, I want to, let's talk, how can we do this? There's other ways to make money. There's other ways to minister to people. That Sometimes we just need a person to see the forest for the trees. Right. They're not in the middle of our whole thing. And that's what I do for a lot of pastors, a lot of leaders is I show up and just start asking them questions and say, have you ever thought about going this direction? Mm-hmm. Ever thought about going that direction? Or sometimes they just need someone to flat out listen to them. Right. Which is what you, you do as a coach as well. And which is right. what you do when, when you do the master classes. Right. Right. Which is what I enjoy in a master class. Instead of me showing up at a church and, and speaking for 30 minutes, a master class, I can speak for three or four hours, sometimes 12 hours, but I'm answering the questions they're asking. Right. Because it's a smaller group of people. And I, you know, oftentimes I want to tell my pastor friends, I tell them, you know what, just go out for a Coke with them. You know, the, the kid that gave me the hardest problem in my youth ministry that I was always trying to figure out how I was going to win him over. It all happened when I finally sat down next to him and I started listening. I started asking him questions. And I, mm-hmm. when I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I've been, been a jerk to you. How can I help you? And everything changed. And now that, that guy's in ministry today. It's wow. not as tough as we make it to be. And sometimes if you're the only one looking at your forest or you haven't had somebody like Einstein said, no, no problem is ever solved from the same level of awareness that created it. Right. And mm-hmm. we're even taught in, in our Bible colleges and now the universities now, but we're taught and trained. Don't let them see a sweat. You can't, I'm not, I'm telling you the truth here. There, I was taught you can't have close friends in your church. It doesn't work that way. Well, what are these guys supposed to do then? You know, so right. they have other pastor friends, but I love to show up. And oftentimes my mission, they think my mission is to show up and, and speak for their camp or, mm-hmm. or speak for their Sunday morning service or help them with their missions giving or help them with whatever I love. I love all the different angles that I can come and help. I love doing that, but really, usually I'm there for that reason. That's why they brought me in. But I know, I know when the real mission happens, it's when that guy opens up to me and he shares his burdens and I'm able to help him carry those burdens, which is what the Bible really instructs us to do. Well, what you don't probably see as obvious as I see it is when you go to show up at someone else's church for a master's class or when you're coaching someone, you are doing that healing, encouraging, mm. laughing, and pondering with that person. So yeah. your your mission, which is to help right. heal, encourage, ponder, or laughter. no, laughter and ponder. Or heppel. I'm here to heppel. Yeah, heppel <laughs> works too. <laughs> but I believe that you're you're helping those pastors by doing just that. You're helping them by the four things that we previously mentioned. And, you know, I just want to say too that I, I don't go into a place and go, okay, how am I going to bring healing? 
Right. I don't go in a place and say, how am I going to encourage them? It just happens naturally. Right. I mean, that's why I say it's my life calling because it just happens natural to me. You know, when, when I, I asked God why I existed and he gave me that word, you know, and he gave me the acronym and it, he gave it quick to me. And I went, well, that makes sense. But it wasn't like I came up with a thing. I, I don't, I never go in a place and say, how can I bring healing to them? I just want to listen. I just want to make them laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, if you encourage somebody, you make them laugh, you make them ponder, right. that will often bring the healing. Right, yeah. In fact, I almost changed the acronym at one point to happy instead of healing. Mm-hmm. I'm here to bring, make, bring people happiness because the Bible talks about laughter doeth good like a medicine. And you make somebody happy, you make them laugh, um, you just brought a little bit of healing to their life. You know, you just brought a little bit of relief to their their situation that they're struggling with. And so it's not like I shoot out to do any of those things, but those things just happen naturally. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, I just want to help. You know, that's why we're doing this thing on internet. Because now we've had people from all sorts of continents, all sorts of countries listen to this podcast. And um, I could never reach them before. Right. Before I'd have to go into a church and speak, and whether there was a thousand or two thousand there or, or twenty people there, um, I can only speak to that many people, and it's one and done. You know, when we're done saying that, then the message is over. But when you put it online, you know, multicasting is taking that same message and putting it down multiple venues. Okay. In fact, we're raising up a a whole team of people. And if you're interested in helping this, um, let us know. But we need editors, we need transcribers. We take podcasts and we transcribe them. We take a three hour, twelve hour session on on whatever the topic may be in our master class and our roundtable. And we get someone that types all that up. Then we get an editor that puts together curriculum, puts together books, and now we're all a part of this spreading this good news, spreading this happy message, instead of complaining about all the negative stuff that's on the, on the airwaves, let's just put positive. You know, you overcome evil with good, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. You don't fight evil, just throw good out there. You don't try to get rid of darkness, you turn the light on. And I want us to Happy Life Studios, we want to find people just like yourself, and we want to shine the light on you and let you shine your light so that it just disperses the darkness all over the place. And I think we overcome ugly with the with the beauty i think we overcome evil with the good i think we overcome the ugly by admitting the ugly and then we we deal with it because the two go hand in hand so if someone wants to find out how they can have a master class or how they can help with happy life studios what do they need to do they can go to um happylife.lol no lie that's our address isn't that great (laughs) happylife.lol. I didn't even know that. On there, or they can go to the show notes, and on there is all my social media. Okay. So you can um, uh, go to social media, you can message me that way. Um, you can leave a comment on the on the show notes, or you can private message me. I, I always post these, these uh, podcasts on Facebook, you know, so you can go to any of those venues and, and do that, or you can also email me if you want at stevo at stevohays.com. So S-T-E-V-O at S-T-E-V-O-H-A-Y-S dot com and you can email me there um, and just let me know you know how, how you could help and that would be great because this thing is bigger than me it's all of us together and I know there's a lot of people out there that really want to help people and that's why they're hurt because when anytime you like we said anytime you step out to help somebody the pain's going to follow but if we can come together band together and realize we're in this bigger picture all together it just brings hope it brings encouragement when we start making other people happy we get happier ourselves someone happy and you will be happy too well steve-o thank you for sharing your heart today and giving more 
information on Happy Life Studios and your mission for Happy Life Studios. Thanks for interviewing me. And um, be look at, on the lookout if you're a leader or a pastor. Um, I want to do more of these podcasts. Let me know what you think. Do you like the idea of that? Would that be an encouragement to you? What would I name it? I don't know what I would name it, but I'd love to come up with a cool title. And you'll, you'll start noticing, you know, under Happy Life Studios, you're going to start seeing different podcasts pop up from different people. And one of them is going to be to help leaders out because you matter. Uh, we need you. There's people out there that need you, and they need your happy you, and that's what we're here. We're here to help you with that. We do coaching as well. If we could help you along that line, um, we would be honored to do that. But the world needs lovers. They also need fighters, and we want to help you continue to be that person. So if you're a leader right now, don't you quit. Don't you give up, and don't you dare try to measure your life by how many people you have, by how much money your offerings make. Um, I've, I've got a friend now that is just one of the most powerful humans I know and yet he doesn't know from week to week whether he's going to get paid or not and yet he doesn't quit he just keeps going on and on because that's what a hero looks like when Mother Teresa did those orphanages she didn't do it so she'd make money when Martin Luther King Jr. started his marches and started his protests and started trying to love he over he talked about overcoming evil with good he wasn't about money and most revolutionaries aren't about money and so it's not don't you dare measure your success or lack of it by those things you measure your success by are you still in this thing have you quit yet? Are you still trying your hardest to love people? That's what success looks like. No one goes to the deathbed and says, boy, I wish we would have made more money. They say, I'm glad that I love people. I'm glad that I never quit. Sometimes that's all I have to look to myself is that I have not quit. And I pat myself on the back and say, I'm still in this thing no matter how difficult it gets because people are worth it. You are worth it, Happy Lifer. It's a good word. Which one? The? Because I use the a lot. I use um <laughs> quite a bit too. <laughs> Thanks, sis. I love you. It was great doing this podcast Thank you. with you. You did all right, sis. <laughs>